I went over the mileage. And then when I turned it in, they dinged me on the mileage. They dinged me on the wear and tear. And so I ended up owing the money. And then I didn't have a car. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends, this is a story about learning to read, as in, read what you are signing and understand what is in the document. Sounds pretty basic, but I think if we get a little honest here, we're all going to admit that we don't read everything we sign. I mean, good for you if you do. I own a condo, for example. I admit at the closing, we sat there for hours signing endless documents. I did not read them all. I trusted my attorney, so I'm guilty on that one. Hopefully everything is fine. Seems okay for now. Deborah Owens is known as America's Wealth Coach, and she is the creator of Wealthy You. She is also someone that we are going to learn a lot from. Here is Deborah Owens. Deborah Owens, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the program. It's such a pleasure to be here, Bobby. And I am so glad to have you here. First of all, your moment that you're going to talk about is a good one and a dilemma that so many people have these days. But before we get to that, I want to ask you to tell us a little bit more about your new project because we met when you were doing a radio show, but now you are focused fully 100% on Wealthy You. Yes, I am. My journey has been quite the journey in that I really started out in the financial services industry as an advisor and then went on to be in management. And I was previously with a very large company, Fidelity Investments. But it is through that experience that I really found what I was really good at. And that was demystifying the financial markets and making it easy to understand for the layman. Right. So tell us about Wealthy You. So Wealthy You is an extension of that. It was really taking what I love to do, and that was educate people and give them insight around investing. And now Wealthy You allows me to scale that competency. Tell us about your money story that you brought with you, because it has to do with a very common decision that so many of us make when it comes to how we're going to get where we're going, our cars. Yes. Well, you know, as I reflected on this, I believe that the worst financial decision I ever made was to lease a car. Like many people, I was young and I wanted to get off of that. I had this really kind of hoopty Mustang that one of my cousins was so angry for me buying because it was a stick shift. And when you're learning, that's the worst thing you can buy. But long story short, I had a friend, he worked at a dealership and he said, Oh, you can get Oh, no, it's the whole friend story. Okay, go on. Sorry. (laughs) That great car for a little bit of money that you can afford. And I fell in love with this wonderful little 200. In excess, and it had a computer in it, and it talked, and it had so it had everything you could possibly imagine. 
And then two years later, when I turned that car in. Wait, did you know that you were leasing it, not buying it? Did you fully understand? Well, I, you know, all I loved about. You just knew the monthly payments. Yeah, I loved the monthly payments. I mean, all I was focused on was, could I afford this each month? Which is how we're, you know, most of us are sold cars that way or. Even our mortgages are so that way. So I could afford it. So I didn't really care. I didn't really think about, you know, what would happen when, it, you know, when I wanted the next car. And so, of course, I signed a two year lease and I went over the mileage. And then, you know, when I turned it in, they dinged me on the mileage. They dinged me on the wear and tear. And so I ended up owing the money and then I didn't have a car. And so I was right where I started before I got the car. And that taught me a very good lesson. Wait, so just to be clear, so not only did you not have a car at the end of the two years, I think a lot of people don't realize, they think if you lease a car, yes, you lose out on owning the car at the end of the lease, but you actually owed money to the dealer. Can you just explain how that worked? So when you lease a car, you have to stay within a certain number of miles each year. So that is something in the contract that you didn't know to look for and therefore didn't read. So people, if you're going to lease a car, you need to look for it and know what it is, right? Yes. And make sure, you know, of course, when they asked me what the estimated mileage that I would have per year, I didn't know what to tell them. I said, well, what's the, you know, what's the minimum amount? Looking back, what is the lesson that you want to share with our listeners about this money story? Well, the moral to the story was, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. The lesson I learned from that really was, A, I really wanted to minimize car payments and I wanted to own that car when I was finished with it. So since then, every car that I have purchased has not been brand new. I've either paid for it in cash or put a large down payment on it. And I have driven my cars a minimum of 10 years. Okay, good. And you read the contracts too now. Absolutely. Know what you're getting into. And the other thing, lesson that I learned, rarely do I finance a car through a dealership. Typically I'm going in, I've already called my credit union to figure out what is the best loan terms I can get. And I go in, I don't tell them I'm not going to finance through them. But once I've gotten the price that I feel I want, then I tell them, thanks, I'll have my credit union call you and we'll seal the deal. I'm sure they're thrilled. (laughs) Well, the less they know, the better. I want to get a personal finance tip from you, Deborah Owens. The tip that I have for anyone is when you make any kind of financial decision, really look at the long-term impact of that decision. And so the example that I would give, if we were to look at that car, don't just look at what your monthly payments are going to be. Look at the total terms of the loan And based on the information that they're giving you, what is the overall cost of the car? What are you paying to own it? I think so often we're sold things based on the monthly payment and we don't really recognize the overall cost of that financial decision. 
So always actually run the numbers and think about whether it fits into your long-term goals. Absolutely. Count the cost is the point I'm making. If you count the overall cost, it's going to cause you to really think about that decision. For example, if you're buying a $20,000 car and let's say you're financing it even at 4%. And what we're seeing is that the way people are qualifying for more expensive and luxury cars is they're extending the payments. The average term used to be four years. Now the average uh, term of a car has gone up to six or seven years. And some people are paying upwards of, you know, seven or $800 a month. The cost of extending a loan from four to seven years is huge. And you're paying thousands of dollars. And the tip there is typically if you have to extend the term of a loan beyond four years on a car, you probably can't afford it. Truth spoken. All right. And we'll all keep looking out for Wealthy You and that app coming and you can check it out on Kickstarter. Thank you so much, Bobby. I liked this topic because it related not only to one of our biggest budget items, at least for many of us, which is a car or some mode of transportation, but also to anything that involves signing on the dotted line. Financial grown-up tip number one. We always hear, read the fine print, but Deborah admits not only did she not read the fine print, she didn't read any of the print. You also have to read the big print, guys. Deborah wasn't even clear on whether she was buying or leasing. She was just all about those monthly payments. And it does matter. We all think that way. Can we afford the monthly payments? But it also pays to take a step back and think about what you're paying in total. For example, she didn't even know whether she would be keeping the car at the end of the lease. She seems to think that she would have the car at the end of the lease, and she was certainly taken aback by the fact that she owed money. She didn't really understand what she had signed up for, and if she had, maybe she would not have gone over the mileage limit, or she might have made sure that she paid a little more upfront and had a higher mileage limit. She would have had more leeway. Really, Deborah just wanted to get in the car, she wanted the keys, and she was going to sign it. So anything you are signing, read it. Don't let someone rush you into signing something that you haven't read or aren't aware of what is in the document. So for example, one phrase to look out for that someone might say to you is, oh, it's all standard. It's what everyone signs. It's the same thing. But you know what? You're the one on the hook. So especially in this case, when you're buying a car, go through and take the time to read it. Make them wait a moment. Patience is key. It'll all be good, but know what you've locked yourself into and make sure that you're okay with it. Financial grown-up tip number two, think carefully about the length of a loan, how much time it involves. So Deborah talked about how car leases are getting longer. For homes, this is also happening. The standard has always kind of been 30 years. Now, some people even are getting 40-year loans. But as many financial experts will point out, if you can swing something like a 15-year loan, which will have bigger payments... You can not only cut the time you are making payments, so you'll feel good, you'll have no overhead of that big mortgage payment, you're also going to cut the total amount that you pay in interest, and that ultimately will make the house or whatever it is that you bought cost you less. It brings down the total cost, and it's a good thing if you can swing it. I'm going to leave some links to loan calculators in the show notes, and you guys can play around with the numbers that apply to your situation and figure out what would work for you. 
Friends, if you have not already hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows, please do so. Also continue to spread the word, tell your friends, share our posts on social media, share this episode on social media if you enjoyed it or other episodes. I'm loving the DMs that you guys are sending me. And don't forget, you can suggest future guests if there's someone you want to hear from. I'll try to get them. And follow me on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, Instagram at Bobby Rebel one My author page on Facebook is Bobby Rebel. And to learn more about the show and get on our newsletter, visit my website, bobbyrebel.com forward slash financial grownup podcast. I hope you guys feel ready to make that big purchase with your eyes open after hearing Deborah Owen's great story and that we all got one step closer to being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.